For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've got a microphone here, it's going to be weird, I want to in my hand. It's going to be raw, it's going to be OG days. Hello and welcome to Rainstop Play and welcome to our review of the first Ashes Test between Australia and England. It's just me and Glenn today, throwing it back to old Cal Corner days. I don't have a microphone. I'm working in a, in, a, in a house I don't normally live in. I'm on holiday. I've had a few beers. We're all having a good time. Uh, Glenn, how are you? This is like Cow Corner. Are you excited to review this test match? Yeah, it's quite funny. So, yeah, when we when we made the conversion from, from Cow Corner to Rainstop Play, I think there was a, it was a swear jar, wasn't there? It was a pound for every time we mentioned the, the, the former title. But it feels fitting today, Dan. It was, it, honestly, as we started you know, a year and a half ago, is it like saying in July, first bubble test and, you know, just two blokes, both of us without microphones at the time. We have an upgrade today because I have a microphone uh, and I am just running on coffee as it is, is the early afternoon in Iowa City. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's great to have a real throwback episode and there's plenty to talk about. You know, it was an action packed test. So plenty, plenty to discuss. Yeah. Moscow mules and coffee being drunk on either end of the <laughs> Skype <laughs> this afternoon. Um, so Australia won by nine wickets. I think you all know that by now. I, we don't just go through what happens exactly. Um, but we're both quite chipper, Glenn. And I think it's because we just said off air that it was actually quite an enjoyable test match, despite the um, chaos of an England perspective. Um, I think Burns getting bowled first ball was absolutely hilarious. Now I've been able to reflect and get away from it for a few days. Um, but yeah, lots happened and it was kind of chaotic. And Australia deserved to win. They were the better team. England gave us that one day of hope. And then another day of a collapse. But I feel weirdly hopeful coming out of the back of this, Glenn. And here's why I think, and I'll let you, I'll let you summarise what you think as well in a sec. I was so down after the first two days because we were so bad that I thought we were going to get embarrassed for 20 days of actual test cricket we might play in the next six weeks. But that Milan route partnership has given me a little bit of something to go off. So despite how abject England were, I don't think there's going to need to be wholesale changes in the batting department, despite that, the reason we're losing. And I'm quite happy. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series, weirdly, after getting battered. So what were your thoughts on that chaotic summary and a chaotic test match? Yeah, you know, there's a lot to to really break down with this one. As you as you kind of mentioned, it, it swung. It really oscillated um, between the classic doom and gloom of England touring Australia. This is going to be, you know, the longest month of our lives again, <laughs> watching <laughs> exactly. cricket on, you know, <laughs> until next time. Um and would you believe it? I had a day and I've been quite lucky, uh, you know, listeners with the time difference. The day nighters are unfortunate for me. Uh, but but, the, the you know, the the standard uh, kind of start times of the early evening for me, I think five o'clock ish starts and then they run right. Oh, that's to lovely. That is. This I mean, is the it, first time it's really worked for you being in the US because the India series is terrible. Anything in the subcontinent is awful for you. So this is nice, I bet. Yeah, it's only Australia that's really lines up nicely, which meant I could watch pretty much every board of the India series, which, again, was one of the greatest test series mm. in, in modern history by, by a lot of people's um, metrics. So, yeah, so I've managed to watch a lot of it. And what was surprising was day three. Like I just had this kind of glow and kind of buzz about yeah. it. That was great. But I, 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 I worry about 
that you know window of excitement uh that glimpse into you know the potential of england um as, as a batting unit a it was two people it really was two mm. of the 11 it's not as if we had a load of people you know chipping in with 50s and 60s and we built up among the score we had two great knocks from on their well obviously root is one of the greatest batsmen in in, in english um test history but it, on his day milan can have as good innings as anyone and we saw that there um but you know once again all the pressure is on Root's shoulders. This is something that has characterised this English test team for years now. He is the captain. You know, he has to deal with the media. He is, again, this the same way with Kane Williamson. It comes with the territory, you know, Coley, of being one of the best batsmen in the world and a captain. This, I'm not saying that, you know, he, he shouldn't have any responsibility. But time and time again, the people around Root just completely fail him. I'm delighted that Milan came in and backed him up. Yes, but that next step, Dan, the next day, day four, when once again we needed either Milan or one of the lower order, your Wokes, your Butler, your Stokes, whoever it is, your Pope, to really kind of step up and help mm. out either the captain or Milan, whoever was going to be. We didn't think they were both going to last a long time, but at least one of them had to be there. And they I just was ready, do that. Sorry, I, was, I was ready for one of them to go early that morning. I was very ready for that. And almost happy with that and go right Stokes someone get yourself in it was the fact they both went so early and I saw on another podcast I heard rather someone say that that collapse on day four was actually worse than the 147 all out because they'd not learned from the mistakes of the 147 all out that happened so recently yeah it's a good point and that really honestly Dan, I'm glad you brought that up because that really gets the kind of heart of my uh of my criticism of my kind of tempered tempered optimism is that yeah we had a great afternoon we had a great two and a half sessions however long it was but either side of that that was bookended by absolute rubbish genuinely yeah, yeah, awful test cricket batting you know bowling was a tricky one we'll get onto that and selection dilemmas again that will have to be a you know a part of this conversation uh, maybe looking forward as well, because I, we don't want to flog too much of a dead horse regarding the issues in this test. But yeah, either side, basically, Dan, our positives, right, correct me if I'm wrong here, our positives are two batsmen in a mm. team of 11. This is, you know, all the bowlers, batters in, in their departments, fielding, whatever. Two innings from two batsmen uh, were the, uh, again, if I'm wrong here, tell me, were the only bright sparks in four days of, of kind of, well, three and a half days. And yeah. we lost in three days, Dan, because basically, basically day four was, uh, you know, when the wickets started tumbling, that was that. Mm. We did lose a load of day one to rain. Mm. So we lost a test match by is it, uh, nine wickets, ten wickets, nine whatever wickets it was. In three days, yeah. nine, nine wickets, wickets in three days. Three days. And we watched uh, two batsmen play well. Tell me yeah. that's not a, a catastrophe. But I'm still, for some reason, I'm still buzzing off that. I think that's where, that's where they're at. It's the Moscow Muse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think I agree with you. I think we'll come on to the bowlers later. I think Robinson bowled all right. Yeah. Um, and when we come on to talking about changes, it's going to be frustrating because I think I'm going to suggest loads of bowling changes, despite it not being any of the bowlers' fault what happened, really. Um, and I think that was it. I think the Burns dismissal first delivery was hilarious. I said that at the top of the pod. That was just quite funny. Like, English cricketing folklore was made within the first five minutes of that first day in that uh, Root did a bit of a Hussein, but the other way around and said, we'll have a, we'll have a bat in what was gloomy, cloudy, green, seeming, swinging get it very often in Australia and he said we'll have a bat and then Burns getting bowled first ball it, it, it's beaten the Harmison of 05 and the Hussein of 0203 like that we were done it was hilarious um, so I'm going to say that was another bright spark despite being an England fan uh, but yeah that was it and and seeing the Aussies toil a little bit and seeing the Aussies struggle for that one sweet day those two little sessions was about enough to give me enough optimism otherwise it was pretty horrendous um, so should we go all the way back to day one and that 147 all out it was just, it was a bit shell-shocking, wasn't it? I think Burns having a little wander over to to square leg umpire, or to point rather, and getting bowled in his leg stump was ridiculous. The Australian commentary, which we can talk about later, described that as a half volley. I don't think it was. I think that's harsh on Burns. I think it was a Yorker, right? I, I don't, I, she sort of missed it, but it wasn't a half volley, right? Or was it? It was in between. I think Yorker yeah. might be generous. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it, was a, it was. It was basically, you know, obviously a ball. If he's if he's if he's uh, feeling confident, probably ironically, if it's not the first ball of an innings. He's at least played himself in for ten minutes. That's to the boundary four, before. Right? Yeah, mm. straight to the boundary. And um, 
yeah would you believe it that's probably if i was batting that's probably not a delivery i would actually want first up you'd either want something you leave alone or something you play that solid forward defensive to having it you know on on your legs and a bit of a gimme it's it, almost unexpected isn't it absolutely what was your what was your reaction i was i literally i didn't fall to my knees but like i was like jaw open mouth hands round mouth sort of vibe and that happened i couldn't believe that had actually occurred me and my mates well, joke i was cricket first ball and then like you heard the noise it it was so frustrating what i liked was that we did our first ever podcast spa- twitter spaces um spaces hadn't you that was it <laughs> we we had we had just we had just hopped off that and we had had optimism and we'd had some some absolute moron who sounds a lot like me was saying that England were going to post a total in the excess of 300. And we were feeling good. You know, we'd had some people hop on the spaces again for, for listeners who might not know. It's a, it's a, just a new feature on Twitter where basically it's almost like a live stream of the podcast. You basically just create a space and you talk. It's just audio and you, you have the host. So that was our stuff in as well. That's what I loved about that. That was yeah. really so come and join us if we do one again at Rainstop yeah. do follow us. Yeah. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter. It was really fun. We had a discussion, you know, a great kind of roundtable going on by the end. You know, a lot of just new new, new people that we that we didn't know prior to just having a chat. So I felt good. I was like, I've talked about cricket for the best part of an hour. We had all the build up. We had the selection dilemmas. We had the shopping <laughs> broad news. I sit down, uh, you know, grab a drink and you look up. And it, it wasn't it wasn't as if he even like it would have been quite funny if he you know, nicked it as well. But it's just the way the manner in which he got the stumps were just on his legs completely rearranged there was it was poetically bad it was it was yeah, farcical it was. that's why that's why i do quite enjoy it now i think it's funny i think when we chat about ashes for the rest of our lives we're going to remember that moment right there and it's it's kind of funny i know for burns it definitely isn't um from there hamid looked it looked okay i think milan like nibbled at one which didn't look great but we can't go at him because he had a good knock root got a good delivery and then you, you're three down and, and we all knew what was coming really and if you offered me, two, if you offered me at the time, we didn't feel like we were going to get over a hundred. If you offered me two hundred there, and then I'd have taken it, and then we got in, in in the middle of that, and that was the test match done and dusted. And I think I, I want to leave that into a bit of toss chat. I know it's probably been been done a bit much, but we can do a bit of it because I don't blame Root for that. But what Cook and Harmison were saying in the BT Sports Show, especially, was that you can't lose the game if you bowl first. You've been given the choice. You look at the conditions. You can't lose the game in the first hour bowling first, but you can when you're batting. And that's what happened. And I think as the away team, on already on the back foot, already heavy underdogs with an undercooked team, you shouldn't have sent them out to bat first. I think it's simple as that. Almost regardless of conditions. Then you look at the conditions and you, it, it, the question is, is even, the decision, sorry, to bat is even stranger in my opinion. So I think, I, I know Roots come out and defended it then, but I really think it was, it was a, the wrong choice in a, a really poor choice. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think this deserves that kind of um, analysis that it really was a, a really bad choice. Yeah, I agree, Dan. Like, I think if you've got a top three, you are just ridiculously confident in. You have Strauss, Cook, Trot, mm. and they have been playing as a batting unit, the three, four, or maybe even Peterson down below, just, you know, for that kind of era, just for comparison. Um, and you have, you know, three of the better batsmen in test cricket, it bang in form. And you're like, yes, we can go out there and we can put on that. One of them will get a 50 at least. One of them might push yeah. to 100 and we're going to set a target and we're going to go out there and demand runs and we're going to put the Aussie bowlers under pressure. We feel that confident about our batting unit. We're going to go out there and dominate. Yeah. You look at this. You've got Burns, Hamid and Milan. I mean, most of them have been in the send team them like out there into that. Yeah, send them out into that was embarrassing, I thought. Really that bad. And it. And, uh, I just, it just is, it is, and I hate, and I know, and I don't want to be the guy who, and who's like, well, obviously it's, you don't, it, it was a crap choice because they got bought up 147, but I think it was an obvious choice at the time before you saw anything, not to do that. And then the test was gone from there. We were never getting back from, and even when they were 9 for 195 in, in their first innings, I knew we lost that test match. If they got bowled out for 200, I think we'd have probably lost that test match. That first session just killed us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, honestly, Dan, you know, you know it's a high high intensity environment uh and you simply just can't be 29 for four after 12 and a half overs um that's you're you're going nowhere and that is it's all that's your best team that's your best batsman as well that includes uh root and stokes it's just just a disaster it almost feels like we can stop the pod there because that's that's the that's the crux of this whole issue in the first test is that was it the test was done after that long and and there were some glimpses that we've spoken about that we enjoyed but from there we were never going to go actually go and win that test match so and, and that was it 
Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, looking, I guess, to, before we go into the bowling, which is lots to be said there, just, just sticking with the batting for a minute, Dan, what do you think? Because uh, there are flashes of brilliance in this lower order. So you look at yeah. it, Stokes I'm worried about because I, I, I don't think he's necessarily Ash's match fit right now. I don't think that's a, a harsh criticism. He was limping no. around the field. Mm. You know, he, you know, we, we you know, talk about off-field issues. If he wanted to take more time, obviously he should have had the room to do that. But you know, regardless of that, the fact I don't think physically he's necessarily fit and ready for a game of this intensity. It was horrible to see him limping around the field after like yeah. two after the, on the on the first day. Um, so I don't know. I think he's got a match winning in it. He's got a def, he's got a series defining innings in him, and he's you know mm. an icon, which is why he's going to be in the team. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying drop Ben Stokes, but in terms of confidence I have in this team, Burns obviously nothing. Hamid. I liked how he looked. He he surprised mm, me. I think he I looked did. very he looked solid. He looked tidy, yeah. busy at the crease. What he does have is is he's got a dodgy shot in him. I I think he just needs to really iron out. The, you know the way he got out. I think it's in the second innings. You know clipping one behind is just so frustrating. And oh, he, such a bad and, way to go, isn't it? Such well, a bad way to go. And he, I think, has two expressions when I'm watching him. He either just looks completely serene and he is the just mm. the calmest man on the pitch, or he gets out and he looks like the poor guy. He looks like he's just. I think that's a really song. good way to just. That's a really good way to describe me. Actually, like one minute you're thinking, right, this guy's rock solid. I believe everything he does. And the next, for ten minutes, he can just look a bit chaotic. And if he if he can weather that ten minutes, that's fine. But he might get out in that little ten minute slot. Um, on Stokes, I agree, and I think you know, with all the England players, they might be slightly mentally not quite like match ready yet. I know Stokes. I'm sure he has declared that he's mentally sound to go and play cricket with everything else going on in his life. But whether whether any of them are quite mentally at the races yet with the lack of cricket they're playing, it just seemed like Australia was slightly sharper. You know, have you know, being at home, having trained at home, being with their family, they're just a little bit more on it. And that might have been the difference in that first hour, which, which as we've described, basically killed the game off. So it's these little things that I think define this. That's why it's why I'm so optimistic because I think quality-wise, I don't think we're that far off Australia on our best day. So I just need, I'm just hoping that at some point it all clicks into gear for all these players. Yeah, it, no, it, it, I like, I like the optimism, and I guess that that leads nicely on just, just to wrap up this batting. What, what do you, when I say Pope Butler Wokes, you it's know, fine. what, what I love do you it. think? I, just, I love it. On I, I paper, make a, I like it. I wouldn't make a change, and this is the annoying thing because I think we're all both going to make, and there will be changes in, in the bowling lineup. But th- this isn't the the issue in this match. I thought that the seam bowlers were all pretty good. They got like a at least a B each, you know, on, on a on a rating scale, you know, seven out of ten. Whereas the batters obviously didn't, but I'm not going to go and change them because I don't know who's coming in. I think this is well balanced on paper, as you said, and we agreed before the first test that it looked good on paper. And it, you're right, though, it needed something below Milan and Root to go, and it hasn't been yet. There was a 30 from Pope, there was a 30 from Butler, but you know that's almost their ceiling at the minute, especially with Pope. He looks a little bit restless at the crease sometimes. I'm thinking if Stokes, Butler, and Pope are going to make 60 between them, at their ceiling, we're going to have these collapses for, for the rest of the, the tour, right? But also, I don't see I don't see where, where something can be fixed with that. Maybe a bear stow, but he comes under the same bracket of 30. You know what I mean? Like One is going to get a duck, two of them are going to get 30, and then the tail's exposed. I, you put it really beautifully, Dan. You've kind of encapsulated exactly how I feel. There feels like this kind of artificial ceiling in mm. the high 30s for them. So just looking down the scorecard Absolutely. real quick. First innings, Pope 35, Butler 39. That was the partnership that obviously galvanized us, uh, was positive, mm. especially Butler. They both look good, but Butler especially is positive and pushed us, as you mentioned. I, we all thought it was going to be like the humiliating total in, in the ashes in recent history of, you know, under 100 first, yeah. first yeah. day. Pushed us just to, you know, a criminal score but at least it wasn't quite as bad as double figures but but then again Wokes again comes in with 21 move to the second innings uh and I'm going to include Stokes in this actually as well so Stokes Stokes 14 Pope 4 Butler 23 Wokes 16 you sense the theme here right most of them making double figures most of them pushing towards the realm of 30 where's the 50 where's the conversion where's the leadership that you need from one of those players to stick with the tail or to stick with one another you know all of them look really nice until they nick off and get out in 30 and we've said this yeah yeah. We've said this for ages, like James Vintish, you know, looks gorgeous every time mm. he plays for England and then just can't can't get a really big score. I, yeah. I I worry about the longevity of the innings of some of these middle order players. They look great on paper. They look gorgeous, especially Butler like that. Yeah, he can bat. And it's interesting, again, to see his first ever experience in the uh, in the Ashes uh, in Australia. I think he's acquitted himself relatively OK yeah, so far. But, but what they haven't done 
is is you know is really pick up the slack and again we can criticize the the up order up order as much as you want and this was perfectly embodied in the second innings you had milan and rue putting on 150 plus partnership changing the complexity and the dimension of the game and then all you need is you know i, I appreciate i do appreciate rue and milan it was a disaster they both got we needed one of them there so you know yeah. criticism is is you know balanced with, with that in mind but I mean, you look at those low, low single or double figure scores from all of the middle order. If one of them had taken responsibility and dug in and got a gritty 50, we wouldn't have won the game. I'm not saying we would have, but that would give me more confidence, Dan, moving forward. This is another reason I don't quite have your optimism for the next game. We need more. If that if that order, if that batting order can bat so well on paper, let's bring it into the ashes and actually give the team some runs. Let's do it in real life, you know what I mean? Like, your first-class averages are all great. You know, I'm, I'm looking at you, Ollie Pope. Your first-class average is unbelievable. You average a billion at the Oval, for God's sake. Come down to Australia and just do a little bit of something for us, please. Because we all believe in him. I do. I want him to be good. He's the next thing, we, we all thought. So, God's sake, just do something. But it's where 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 these collapses come from. That They're not... I don't... I've never played test cricket. Where do these collapses come from? Is it a mental thing? It's not a technical thing, I don't think. They're all very good batters in their own right. It's just we've got to, got to, got to, got to avoid these collapses. And Australia, 195 for five, that's where we would fold the 250 all out. They get to 420. This is the difference here. And I've got no solutions to solving this, these collapses, but those are the two issues. A collapse on the first morning, a collapse on the fourth morning. And, and that, that, that was it. Yeah, no, I um, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, again, he is batting number five, Travis Head. So, again, in the Stokes role, I think, here. Mm. Interesting to point out that their kind of lower middle order uh, struggled as well. Look at Green, yeah. Golden Duck, Carey, 12. Cummins, then you are kind of, they, have, they feel like they have a bit of a longer tail. That's the tail, tail then for me, Cummins. Carey, look, we'll, we'll do Australia, obviously. Any Australian fans, we are sorry. We will do Australia. We will. I don't think I've, I don't think I've been Australian listeners, Glenn. So we're just appealing <laughs> to the English fans at the minute. Uh, but I know I agree. Their middle order isn't as sharp either, but they're, they're getting the run somewhere. Um, my optimism's there. Like, genuinely, that root and Milan partnership has, has made me think we can do it out there. It's just avoiding these little collapses somehow, and there's no there's no science to it either. There's no logic. There's no there's no data. There's just I, I don't know a bit of luck here and there, and a bit of application. I don't know. Shall we talk about England's bowlers now? Because Let's do it. I was you you took the words out of my mouth. They also conceded 425 runs. They had the worst of the conditions. Definitely, you know what sucks was on the second day when it was bright and sunny, and we all thought it was going to all like have the same vibe as day one. Bit murky, bit humid, bit green. It very much wasn't, and. Another defining moment of the test match is the Ben Stokes no ball, unfortunately, because I'd, I'd love to know what happened at 30 for two. Um, and there's been plenty written about, you know, umpires not calling the no ball and the tech issues at the Gabba all week, which is also a bit bizarre. I was I watched none of the day four morning because I'm away. And all I saw on Twitter was people saying, I've got, I've got no feed. There was like one camera, all a bit bizarre. Maybe a chat for a bit later. England bowlers. I thought they were fine, Glenn. And I feel really bad for Jack Leach. That's my summation of it. I, I thought they were all fine. Impressed with Robinson as always. I think he's going to be a great England bowler for a long time. Wokes, classic struggles away from home. Wood, classic, 95 mile an hour. Really unlucky. Boldwell, really unlucky. That seems like classic Mark Wood as well. It was just very atypical of, of England. Uh, not atypical. Very typical of England. Like, this is what these guys' crew have been. Wokes, by the way, from home. Wood, quick, unlucky. Robinson, good. And then poor old Jack Leach. And then Ben Stokes got injured. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we've, we've seen this before, Glenn. We've spoken about it before. I've seen this before. That was the bowling attack for me. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it was England cliche bingo, I think, was the, uh, <laughs> was the kind of takeaway there. Again, they fucking filled the card up before we'd even got to lunch. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah was everyone crazy. was making money yesterday. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, yeah, yeah, I feel for listeners because uh, so far, at least, maybe we'll have a bowling change you disagree on, but I'm going to echo what you said, Dan. I think you put it really nicely. Um, Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah, I just don't want to repeat what you said, really, but uh, looking at it, uh, Stokes, for me, what worries me about the complexity or the composition, should I say, uh, of this bowling lineup is I just, I just don't think Stokes' body is quite ready to be a fourth bowler of a pace attack at the minute you know his economy was touching on getting towards six he was you know i touched on it earlier he's limping around a little bit looked very uncomfortable and this is by no means to you know people listening to me having up ben stokes in the slightest this is just me thinking how does this bowling unit function better yeah. in the next game and this it, is, it is having a, a go at him fact that he's, not, he's not played a lot of cricket you know 
kudos to him coming out and, and doing this. And we need him in this team for sure. We both agree on that. It's just, yeah, it is a question that needs to be asked. I'm sure he's being asked amongst the leadership is, is he a batter at five for the time being because he gets fit? Or is he actually going to be our fourth seamer? That's yeah. something they're going to have to address for Adelaide, isn't it? Yeah, that was exactly the point I was going to make. And I think, yeah, he, at the minute, he feels like basically a batter who you can potentially get your Joe Root six or seven overs out when things get quiet. And he's something yeah. different. He bowls with aggression. You know, mm. looking at the scorecard, I mean, I don't know how Wood's body is going to survive bowling nearly no. 20, the best part of 26 <laughs> overs. At the speeds he was going at, I was always hit 94, 95 on Just... day two. Man. He was really going in. I did enjoy that. And what's, again, frustrating, England bingo, we can throw it right on there, mismanaging really high, uh, yeah. high intensity, high pace bowlers. You know, obviously, you, there's a variety of reasons why Archer uh, isn't in this series. We all know he would be a superb addition to this team. But let's just think in this parallel world in which he is playing, I imagine England would burn through him before the third test and we'd have the yeah, same they'd, old they'd issue. Yeah, they'd find a way, wouldn't they? I mean, that, that innings in New Zealand last year, two years ago, whenever it was, sum that up. So we hope, we got to hope for this with a set with the team that Mark Wood can stay fit because he was he was very very good it would have been interesting to see what happened if Ben Stokes didn't overstep and he took that wicket in Australia with 32 and who knows what could have happened there but yeah I think the big question is uh is he a fourth bowler or a fifth bowler you know what I mean so I think is it worth chatting about Leach now because he's gonna yeah. the reason Leach played is because Stokes was the fourth seamer for this test match and I feel so bad for Leach because this happens to him because he gets targeted. It happened in India. It happened on day two. And it's because, I don't know why it's because, because he's a good test match bowler. But against against two le- a left-hander, David Warner especially, it just wasn't made of him. It wasn't set up for him. The conditions weren't right. Root admittedly set two attacking fields to him, which let the run rate get away. And it was a disaster. And that might be his series done. It's, that's how bad it was. It was a catastrophe. Uh, and again, list of regular listeners will know, again, I'm a Somerset fan. Jack Leach is one of my favourite, if not my favourite, probably England player, mm. probably alongside Jeff Bright at the minute. So I am on, if there is a side, I am on his side. But Yeah, we're trying to be on his side, don't get yeah, it wrong. But, you, you, you know, you look at the figures, 13 overs, zero maidens. So already, uh, you know, Root, Leach and Stokes in that in that first innings didn't bowl a maiden between them. Uh, straight away, no pressure there. You, you know, you've yeah. got your spinners, got to bowl, got to be tighter than that. But obviously that is getting away from the fact 13 overs, 102 runs, one pretty lucky wicket. Let's be honest. It was, it was a hard tracker. Yeah, it was. Chain switched off for a minute. It, was wasn't, good, it, wasn't, it wasn't an earned wicket by any means. No, it wasn't a, a wicket earned through Garland and Craft. It was very much mm. a batsman switching off and being lazy and arrogant, which I think is fair yeah. enough. I think it was a very arrogant shot. Uh, yeah, it was and, he, and he has an economy of very much almost the best part of eight runs <laughs> over. I mean, that is... <laughs> In a test match. That is bad. That is... Bad. That is bad. That is bang average for a T. That's poor for a T20. That is awful for a one-day game. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's unspeakable in a, in a test. In a different round for a test match, and it's, it's just that he got the Australians clearly had a plan. And to be fair to Australians, like that helped them get to that four-two-five that they did so quickly. Like the speed of Travis Head's ton took so much time, gave them so much more time back into the game, and took so much steam out of England. And to be fair to Australia, they just nailed their game plan against Jack Leach. He didn't bowl like he wasn't bowling like half trackers and full tosses they just nailed the game plan against him um but it, it's annoying because i i thought he was the right he was the right pick for me anyway in this test match i don't know if you agree or not but i i think with stokes in it was time to go back to our four seamers and a spinner and see how it went it's always gone terribly but i do think it was right and maybe we just doff our caps to australia on this one and say Listen, well played, and maybe say to Joe Root, give give him a bit, give your spin bowler a bit of help. You've not played for the best part of a year anyway. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Again, you know, it's a very easy um, criticism to make. But again, you talk about you know institutional mismanagement of players, and we can mention mm. Archer and Wood and injuries there. And Leach is, you know, he embodies this. Um, you know, just carrying drinks uh, in the bubble month after month after month. Like you just get you get so attuned to being in a high pressure environment without having any autonomy in there, without having a role to play because you're the 12th man, because you're left yep. on the bench, you get thrown in again to this pressure cooker of an environment. Yep. I mean, you know, one of the hardest places probably on the planet. Um, I imagine a few pictures in India as well, you know, full packed houses would be really difficult as well. But one of the hardest places as a, as a touring team, especially being England uh, to go to in the world. And, you know, you're just thrown in there with minimal prep on pitches that you're not particularly accustomed to. And yeah, I agree, Dan. Australia almost, you know, devised their entire batting strategy around knocking him out of the attack. And it was a shame because because we didn't have enough depth 
regarding the pace, we had people pulling up. We had people looking ragged. You know, Wokes, Robinson, Wood bowled almost 75 overs between the three of them. That is awful. So we had no option but to keep him on. If we had a bit more depth in this team, um, yeah. again, there's no magic answer. I'm not, you know, we can't just magic up all rounders out of anyone. I'm not saying that. But if everyone else was a bit more fit or if we had a little bit more leeway, Leach could have been pulled off a little bit earlier. But the problem is, Dan, if he's your strike spinner, if you're bowling him as your as your fifth bowler, it's a paradox because you can't you can't watch him get hit for six overs and think, well, that's done because he, that yeah. is his role. He's batting number eleven. That's what was so criminal about it. And then and then when Root picked up his wicket with his you know quote unquote part time off spin, I thought we all agree it's a bit better than that. It felt like a bit, I know it was only Cummins, but little quarter leg slip felt like a wicket as opposed to yep. quarter point on a drag down. And it was like, okay, do we actually, despite me. Even, I'll admit, you know, saying this doesn't feel right not having the front line spinner. Is it time to move away from that? So for you, was it, w- would you have picked him? Like prior, I know we've got a lot of information going ahead of the minute, but 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 would you have in this situation? Uh, I am not. I, I think it was probably a mistake to leave Broad and Anderson out. I would have liked to have yeah. seen Broad in the team. Who that is for, I mean, it probably would be Leach. And again, you made a really good point. You know, Root Bolt, his economy is basically Root half of Leach's. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fine. And we're not going to be playing on Raging Turners. Do you know what I mean? Lyon wasn't extracting much from the wicket until the last day. Even then, he probably got the wickets more with his own skill and England's fragile minds and the pitch doing anything too crazy. So do we need a frontline spinner for the rest of this tour now? And I... I after what happened to Leach, I think the answer is no. I don't think we need a frontline spinner. I think we need four fit seamers doing their big best, Stokes doing a little bit, and then Rue. That's six bowlers. That's six good bowlers. This, this to me, makes a better composition of attack in Australia with the knowledge of the first test in mind. Now, I wouldn't have said that a week ago, don't get me wrong, but I think with the knowledge we've got now, that's what they're going to go with. So do, do we, with that, do you want to chat about the bowling attack for Adelaide? Because there's going to have to be changes there. Obviously, a day-night test comes into it. And one more point I'll make before you come in on this, because I want to hear what you have to say, is that I agree on the Broad Anderson thing. We had to play one more because the Aussies and the Aussie media and the commentators that we heard on Fox were like, what the heck's going on? That's like Australia rocking up to England and playing neither of Cummins or Hazelwood. It, it, it's just like, what are you doing? Why? Like, this is, these are big players that you expect you're playing in this. Maybe it'll help in the long run. But are England overthinking things in general with this? Like, oh, we've got to have them fit for the fourth test. It'll be 3 0 by then, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, what's the point? Lots of things there, Glenn. Sorry. Try and make sense of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Good, no, good content, Danny. A lot of stuff to bounce off. I, I'm just going to draw attention to a piece uh, she just released in. Um... BBC Sport just a few hours ago today, you know, head again, a bit clickbaity. We all, we all, these headlines always come out after selection. But, you know, England's Stuart Broad was ready to go at the gab. And we know this. And just the, the article says, you know, how oh, disappointed God. Broad was. Uh, BBC. Come on. We all knew he was ready to go. I could have told you that. No, absolutely. No, exactly. We know that. But I think I think it is interesting that I think I think the media, unfortunately, is, is definitely seeing this as a massive opening. Right. It's generating a lot of annoyance confusion yeah. frustration i think that is yeah exactly not just refer to this but it is a yeah, pretty pretty bang average piece but i think what it does did did this yes dan is this a product of institutionalized overthinking that in yeah. turn just creates drama you've pissed off broad let's be it's, honest yeah I, I, and it's just it, unnecessary drama and the aussies get to have a go their media is saying why the hell aren't you picking this england fans get angry We'd have had to win that test match for this conversation not to be happening. And that was never going to happen, was it? Like, we'd have taken a draw. You put, you, unfortunately, just a product of the modern game, you know, hyper 24-hour sports media, you name it, us talking, talking nonsense for yeah. an hour every week, <laughs> yeah. you know, us with a few <laughs> Moscow mules. Like, I, I, I think the issue is England, almost inherently there, going forward, put themselves under pressure because they made this yeah. controversial thing. Everyone, you know, we were trying to on that on that Twitter spaces, we were trying to drum up a little bit of um, a little bit of controversy, enthusiasm regarding the selection. None of us predicted Leach in that team on the on the call, I don't think. We were all yeah. like, oh yeah, it's between Leach and Broad. It was weird the way it was presented as well that they released this 12 man squad. That was yeah. silly. Why? That was really, really that? I didn't really think about this until we we're on the call today. Like, what a stupid way to go ahead with this. Give us your 11 look at the way the Aussies do it the 11 was out weeks months out years before the test match started and we knew who was playing and there was no debate around that and that's because they picked the proper team but that's beside the point they was a bit more transparency there they leave us as England fans and Australians watching the game to go who's the 12th man going to be uh, 
and then an hour before the actual toss is done, that gets leaked anyway, and we know who it is. It, 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 it's bizarre. You're right, Glenn. We're creating our own drama for absolutely no reason. And the one thing the Fox team said, which really wound me up, because probably because they were right, and they zoomed on the England dressing room uh, when we were 11 for two, and they said, are they overthinking this? Got to play one of these guys. Like These guys are thinking so far ahead that they're not thinking about what's going on right now. And that really felt like that in the first hour. Yeah, two quick things on that. First of all, we had this discussion. I think it was probably among our first podcast with this with this kind of throwback feel today. You know, when we, there was there was discourse around a home test, do yes. you play Broad and Anderson yeah. and win the game, or do you experiment and bring in who you know some <laughs> some bloke from Derbyshire to give it a to give some medium paces a go? Like, no, you just play you play your better team. I am, in, yeah. In, in this context, I think I think resting Anderson was the was the right thing to do. He's not going to be able to play five tests. I'm completely yep. fine with that. Fine but with that. If you think about it, broad dropped, batting first. It's almost as if they're trying to play 4D chess and they're losing <laughs> a game of they're losing a game of you know three and four in a row instead. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's Absolutely, just... mate. Yeah, hundred percent. That's really well right. They're playing 4D chess and they they're failing. They're, they're failing dramatically because we're, are we going to get this far in the future with the, these plans they've got in place? And I, I appreciate them doing that and thinking ahead, but it's just not working at the minute, is it? Um, and it was just it was just it was content for the Aussies to go off. They must have been buzzing in the field. Imagine the chat around the bat. No Broad, no Anderson, you two down. Gone. It was gone. We almost lost it before the toss. I was saying we lost it in the first hour, 10 minutes ago, in that terrible batting space. We lost it before the toss with all this confusion and chaos and slightly strange selections. And again, I don't in hindsight, obviously you play Broad now, but I think it was actually obvious at the toss that you play Broad, right? I, I think we can all agree on that as well. So... England playing themselves, poor 40 chess. Marks is waning, Glenn. I was buzzing about 40 minutes ago. Now I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> need over another, there? need another, need another drink. I need another um, drink, yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. No, it's, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't be Mr. Misery, but there's a lot of, there's, for You're me, right, there's more man. question marks. I don't think two innings, neither of which, and we were going to move on in a second, actually got to 100, neither of which converted to a head 150 or anything like that. Two innings yeah. in the double figures is enough to kind of, <laughs> overcome this fundamental this fundamental well, chaos i think I'm, I'm guessing this was you we're all in control of the rain stop player account but you put a good bernie meme up saying i'm once again asking someone to convert a 50 into 100 right <laughs> and once again it did not happen we're once again asking and you're right 280s have given us like oh yeah we're back in this and yeah there wasn't a 150 and and, and poor travis head man he had a terrible year at sussex he's gone and done that you know good for him by the way um and darry milan and, and even joe root who Got two good deliveries in this test match. He's in the form of his life, couldn't get to 100. So what hope have we got, Glenn, if Joe really can't do it in the form that he's going to live in? It's tricky. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that leads on to the question that I'd be interested to, to 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 hear your kind of, I guess, 11. Then we'll obviously wrap up with a quick bit of Aussie chat and maybe our predictions yeah. towards the end. But obviously yeah, we for me... we will Australia, we promise. We promise. Uh, for me, you know, it's natural that Anderson and Broad are going to come in. One of the people right, coming yeah. out will, 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 will be Leach. Uh, who, who, yeah. For you, for you I'm, not, I'm not sure here. I think it depends on fitness. Which yeah. one of the three, four paces do you reckon is going to have to give away? We, we, we are spot on on fitness because if they were all fit, for me, it would be Wokes that drops out because, again, I yep. thought he was disappointing, which is a shame. Yep. We like Wokes with the Chris Wokes podcast, but uh, a couple of his wickets were with, you know, average deliveries, really. And he didn't look so great, especially when he's given the new ball, which which he is. So we need a, I think you drop him out pretty comfortably. However, is Wood fit? I think he's fine. Robinson was hobbling around a little bit at points of this test. He had to come off. So is he fit? Um, these are questions I don't know the answers to. So if they're all fit, Wokes comes out for broad and... Leach comes out for Anderson, for example, and then I'm I'm happy with that team. I agree. I think it's just just to follow up on that, um, Dan. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, Wokes's first wicket, looking down the batting lineup, was Carey as number seven. So he didn't he didn't and actually it was impact. Like, I think he was caught at I think it was caught mid wicket off one he just didn't time off the back foot. It was like a shortish delivery. Wokes just didn't get. And again, I didn't I haven't been able to watch long spells with bowling because of the, the time difference in the UK, and I'm. I'm not as committed to the Ashes as I'd like to be because of work, but maybe around Christmas I'll be a bit better. I didn't see long spells of his bowling, so just doing bits like that, I think you can read a lot into it. Who's he taking the wickets to? When I'm watching the highlights, what are the deliveries like? And they just weren't they weren't that great, to be honest, unfortunately. 
so yeah i guess that's pretty much consensus with this i, I agree i think everyone being fit i mean would may well be needing that rest uh to worry yeah and it's when do you rest him and i think perhaps a day night one is the one i don't know i think he's good in any conditions i can imagine him at twilight bowling 95 right now being a real threat so again what 4d chess are england playing with mark wood have they lined him up for three or four tests we, we don't know we don't know what they're going to be doing so i i hope they're just going to go are you fit in the morning of the test are you fit and he'll be like or him and a physio be like yeah uh, that's what i hope as opposed to oh, we rest him here and we'll go here because i think we've agreed already that that's an annoying tactic yes yeah that was ludicrous and yeah i'm just thinking from the perspective of an aussie of an aussie uh batsman i think probably wood is probably the bowler i probably least like to face and he did damage surely. he was he was well, again I, apart from the beamer who was potentially him. lethal yeah. Yeah. but was it him that or was it who hit warner that many couldn't bat was it Wood? it might have been somebody else but let's presume it was Wood. It probably Wood. Might be incorrect. Yeah, but yeah, agreed. You don't want to face Wood. If we suddenly bring Wood out of the attack, the Aussie line up and breathe a sigh of relief. Surely. Yeah. And again, English conditions or New Zealand conditions, whatever, obviously, probably Anderson would be the number one you want to avoid. But on yeah. these, you know, harder, flatter pitches, I think the, the pace he generates and the consistency yeah. at which yeah. he keeps it. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, and generally we will move on in a sec, but, you know, if you bowl Wood for another 25 overs starting in two days, I mean, I will worry, I will worry for that. It's going to go at some point, isn't it? And you're right, this test comes up pretty quickly. It starts on Thursday night in the UK, Thursday into Friday. Um, so... They do have to look after him. And I'm not saying 4D chess isn't for everybody, but don't don't play like you have a Broad and Anderson because that was weird. If he's fit, get him out there. And and listen, if he let's say he's fit and bowls really, really well in this test and we win it and then he's injured for whatever reason or we overbowled him, that's fine. We get the win and we've used him and, and we bring someone else. And do you see what I'm saying? Like it's this preemptive fitness for the fifth test. Like we'll, we'll probably be dead and buried by then. Let's try and win this test now. Let's get the best 11 that's fit, ready to go for Adelaide. Um, with day night conditions feel like they suit us a bit better. I'm hoping they do. <laughs> I mean, we, we we played the last one quite well. Can't remember the results, you know, but I think we were okay. And Anderson and Broadback will be a morale boost. It will feel like a more England team again, if you know what I mean, like a more full-strength team. And hopefully. And we're in agreement there's no batter changes either. I think that line is going to have to stick. No one's warranted a drop. No. I mean... Poor old Rory Burns is walking all over the gaff. His trigger movements are, are triggering me, Glenn. I'm triggered by his <laughs> trigger movements. I think someone, I saw someone tweet that if Rory Burns walks around anymore in the crease, he, he could do a charity walk or something. He'd start paying it. Do you know what get, I mean? Get, so, get a Fitbit on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many bets are we getting in? But I think we're both in agreement that that lineup stays and that if we had to, and I hate doing this, but we talk about cricket, we are the media. The first on the chopping block is him at the minute, I think, for his display in that test. The drop catch as well. Poor guy, you know. And my one of my mates, he's just like Rory Burns since he comes to the team. So he's now going in. He's like the knife's in the back and he's twisting. Whereas I'm I'm close to putting the knife in the back. That's where <laughs> I'm that analogy. Um he's the first off the block. If there are gonna be changes He'll probably he'll probably be walking around, you'll miss him. He'll be too busy stepping around. <laughs> He doesn't get picked. He'll be walking around. Poor Rory Burns. Okay, I think we're in agreement there, Glenn. Uh, we'll see what we'll, we'll if we do a spaces again. I'll be interested to see what what Zach and Will might think about their 11s. But I think from the chatting off in our in our Facebook group, we're probably on the same wavelength there. Um, okay, Glenn, we have to talk about Australia, obviously, and well done to them. And I I think they won this Test match. I think we're, we're happy to say that. I think England's moments in you know occasional hours of dismay. Uh, shouldn't take away from the Australian performance, which was very good. Um, and Travis Head, who we've alluded to, that was the that was the match knock, wasn't it? Really, it was unbelievable. No one really expected that. It was great, like to see Smith go from an England perspective that early. One ninety-five for five, or five for one ninety-five as Australians do it. Why do they do that backwards? Why is it wickets first? And the graphics are doing it this year, and it's, it's winding me up big time. Um, side note. And yeah, great knock from head. And I thought the whole team looked really good. That bowling attack is just lethal, absolutely lethal. Um, with Hazelwood limping, maybe we'll see a change there to Jai Richardson, but I think that would be a genuine threat as well. So they played really well. They're a very good team. And for me, Glenn, they didn't look rusty, despite not having played a test for over 300 days. How, how is that? How have they done that? 
Oh, it was frustrating. Like Cummins, you know, Stark, yeah, yeah, obviously coming into this, he had a load of criticism from the Aussie media, most of whom we had to endure talking absolute nonsense for six hours at a time. <laughs> a disgrace of coverage, that is. Um, I got the same one, I think, because I think BT and and uh, and Willow over here, what I'm using, it seems to be using the sucking from the same well of despair. as <laughs> Teat. <laughs> yeah. Ishigua is, is, is an angel, though. She's, she is our saving grace out there, the one. English commentator in there, and she's been fantastic. But think that whole Fox team are just hateful, hateful people. I think. <laughs> I think it's that deep. They're just so like up themselves and biased about his team. I don't know where we're going with them. Like, what they do? You know, it's like when you watch, you know, when Brentford, you know, my football team were, you know, the Championship or, or whatever, and you get the I follow, and it's just like, yeah. it's like, it's like your club's, it's your club's press secretary plus an ex-player. <laughs> it's, it's Aussie I follow. That is it. That is perfect, Jen. Well done. It is <laughs> I follow. It's, it's like it's like a, it's like a fanzine. It's like an audible fanzine for a football <laughs> club. Like obviously they think that you're amazing. Obviously Cam Green's the next greatest thing since sliced bread. Obviously, right? We, we spoke. We talked about how great Australia were. Yeah, we, had to, we were. We, we had were. to get one jibe in there again. Sorry, Aussie fans, if there are any of you listening. Um, what did I ask? Yeah. How do they look so fresh, man? How do they yeah. look so fresh? Like on it from 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 ball one as, as a test outfit. Yes, yeah, no, that is the point. I think, you know, Stark's radar was here and there. Um, you know, he wasn't wasn't the most lethal I, I've I've ever seen him. But um, at the same time, you know, he did take t- some important wickets. But yeah, I mean, Cummins especially. I mean, wow, he looks good. The annoying thing was, uh, it was quite funny. Lion went wicketless in that first game. The goat demanding his 400th. And, <laughs> no, and that was another spark of joy for England fans. I think was on day three that he'd been stranded on. Still straight up three nine nine for like nearly a year now. Oh, for decades. He's he's like sixty <laughs> by the time he gets him. But that really shows the you know, the crumbs we're getting are complaining about commentators yeah. and a guy who went on to nearly get a five wicket haul in the second inning. Yeah, so we, there's nothing for really us here. Really well, which is worrying. <laughs> I know it's it's a shame, but no, you're you're quite right. I think Hazelwood looked excellent as always. He is one of my favourite in terms of delivery and just putting on a sixpence. He's one of my favourite Test bowlers. And um, yeah, he obviously you know we're, we're hearing he's an injury worry, but as you said, Trevor probably will do it. Just do it. maybe not quite as good. Job, but a very, very uh, yeah. uh, solid. You'd solid. be worried about him still. Um, um, then batting wise, I mean, Warner could be out. He looked, he looked good again. We gave him too many chances, man. I don't. We're going to give a man chances. Don't give it Warner because I don't, I don't like him at all. So don't give him chances. Uh, Harris looks a little bit shaky. Like again, felt bad for him having to chase twenty. That's not a figure you want to be chasing when you're searching for form. You're asking to get out in that. Carey, as good as you as good as you was with the gloves, excuse me, um, looked a little bit sort of shaky with the bat, looked a bit you know skittish. So there's areas for England to work to look at here, but I think those just sort of rocks of Warner, the, the double pivot as I described in the last podcast of um, Smith and Labuschagne, and the form of Head should see these guys through, and, and I don't see why Cam Green won't also chip in at some point why Harris won't get a 50 at some point. You just, they've got such solidity in those positions, nicely spread out across the order, that you just expect another one to come in as well and they'll get 350-400 every inning. Yeah, Cam Green, I'm glad you brought him up because bowling-wise, he really impressed me. I thought he so was... So good, wasn't he? So good. Lively. What, what six. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously, you know, he didn't contribute the bat. And that, that happens, it's fair enough. I'm not judging that. But with the bowl, I mean, he got the, obviously, the golden wicket of Root on that first mm. morning of the fourth day. And uh, yeah, he, he he's good. I, I like I like the he look is, of him. He? Right? He's athletic, isn't he? He's 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 yeah. good in most departments. And yeah, he makes things happen with the ball. He's, he's a, as you said, he's the perfect kind of uh, option. You know, third one, I know there's, there's going to be some responsibility on his shoulders being the yeah, being basically sure. the, fourth, the fourth facet of that pace attack. But, you know, start, Hazel would come and Lion, the, the the main four, so and then Green as number five. That's not bad, is it really? And 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 you just know, barring fitness issues, which there are a few knocking around with Hazelwood, that 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 will be their attack for the whole thing. And if they get the wood on a couple of batters, then we're in deep trouble, deep deep trouble. And to see to see Cummins, like I quite like Cummins. He is a nice guy. I think we can agree he's he's a likable enough chap. Um, I mean his captaincy wasn't really. He didn't have to flex his captaincy muscles too much. Obviously had a bit of an awkward time on the third day, but for him to pick up seven wickets to win his first test match by nine wickets, to have that morning he had, like what an instruction to captaincy for him. Um, and I'm not sure how much Smith has influenced the game. I don't really care if he has or isn't, but, you know, good for Cummins. And if he can bowl and captain like that and guide his team like that, that's he could be locked in as captain for as long as he's playing cricket. 
yeah, I mean, if he if he had you know written it down in his in his journal the night before the first day of the test, he would have said five wicket mm. haul for me, please, and England yeah. 147 all out. <laughs> and would you believe it? Like, we gave him that. Well, they obviously worked, but you know what I mean. Like it's just for another England sort of downer as we gave Pat Cummins the best start possible, and you know, good for him. They they did well. So there's there's lots to say for Australia that that I think that could just be their eleven for the next five tests, four tests rather. But with injuries knocking around, you know, can Warner play? Can Hazelwood play? You know, the the form of Carey and Harris. There are a few doors for England to try and to try and get through there. But we'll have to see. And if they're fully fit again, I'm a little bit worried for this day and night test. I don't know who would open. I know we've got Richardson as the, probably the next pace bowler on the on the block. I don't know who they'd be batting with, to be honest. I don't know who would open for them. Kawaja could back could could come back in or something like that. Yeah, but barring serious injuries, it's it's a good looking team, isn't it? Yep, I think it is. And yeah, it leads on to our predictions. Yeah, Aussie win. What do you reckon? Yeah, Aussie win. Aussie win. Aussie win. And it's it's dejection, but Aussie win and England collapse in the second innings. Our second innings will collapse in that one, not in the first one though. And just a a fairly comfortable win. But I'm I'm hoping a, a closer game than the last one, but a comfortable Aussie win. That's where I'm going. I think we're all in agreement on that. Um good stuff great podcast Glenn. that was a that was a real cow corner throwback um thank you for joining us for that um we'll be back we'll try and do a twitter spaces i think Glenn. shall we should we say we're gonna do twitter spaces maybe the morning of the first, of the second test as you know oh no that starts at three in the morning maybe in like <laughs> we'll have to work on that because the time has changed obviously it's the day night in adelaide it starts at 4 a.m greenwich meridian time so people in the uk um, so maybe we'll try and work on that. We'll do a spaces at some point <laughs> when yes. it works for us in the middle of this test match or at the beginning. So check us out on that at rainstoppod. Give us a follow. And you can get stuck into that as well if you want to ask any questions or just listen along on the side. A very informal chat between uh, the rest of the boys. Hopefully Zach and Will can get involved. Uh, other than that, we'll be back uh, to review the second test. We'll see if our predictions are right. Who knows? Um, Glenn, thank you so much. It's been great fun. I'm going to go have a few more drinks, I think, this evening. What's, what's, <laughs> what's the rest of your Sunday in Iowa City got? Uh, more coffee. I have a lot yeah. of writing to do. A <laughs> lot of writing. I'm going to go. You're a busy man. <laughs> yes, go do that. Edit this is on my is on my yes, very very you. top of my list uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was an absolute pleasure that you had. It was a real real nice uh, real nice feeling this one. It, you know, it feels like I'm a year younger. Would you believe it? It does, doesn't it? We'll be back <laughs> in the bubble test. And Conor Gallagher scored halfway through. So my fans <laughs> really well. Uh, if you're the rain stop play fantasy team as well, uh, I'm coming for you. We're all coming for you actually. Me, Glenn, and Zach are doing quite well. Wouldn't so much. Right, we digress. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll see you uh, for the second test next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.